Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And I'm just wondering about I mean, I'm wondering if anybody else has the same experience. I think most of us multilinguals have this problem that not only do we switch from language to language, you know, from one to the other when speaking or thinking, but also um it affects our accents um it does at a point because for especially if if we have lived in countries that speak the same language but with different accents and different dialects so when you're exposed for example to um various accents now the thing is that you can speak each and every accent perfectly and fluently when you're in that environment especially so for example if you're in if you are a native english speaker and you've lived in about 2 to 3 different english speaking countries um you find yourself speaking in all those dialects and all those accents um again uh, with perfection but you kind of lose your own accent it's like writing you know um i'm 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 actually pretty good at writing as well as in forging different types of writing right from the start i could always mimic and copy any writing pattern put in front of me but as a result of that i kind of lost my own um my own writing style you can say so although i guess i kind of regained it in in the sense that when i write people usually say that when i write it's it seems like a very very mature hand and to me i think sometimes it's almost unreadable so i am um, much more readable than doctors but sometimes yeah especially nowadays when thanks to the constant uh, usage of keyboards um i've kind of things that were so normal for me to do that's another weird thing things that were so normal for me to do is it just me or is anybody else facing this it's now very difficult i had very steady very stable hands but now sometimes i feel they're not steady or stable anymore i can't even pick a pen it's as if i just don't know how to it hurts i can't even write properly now so my writings are more and more of you know these scribbles um applying nail polish i mean this is something i used to do without even thinking and so smoothly so automatically i would do both hands with ease and never even it never even occurred to me that it could be a problem but now even doing one hand sometimes it can be a bit difficult uh a bit sloppy it's just weird sometimes i know that my arms get really really tired when i try to do do my hair but then that's because you know my hair is really long and i really wish i could cut it off but nobody lets me cut it off and when you've got this rapunzel length hair i mean you know figuratively speaking then you know you really don't know what to do with it there was a time when i used to enjoy styling it and doing stuff with it and my arms never ached but for almost a decade even a little more maybe my arms really ache and i just hate it um nowadays even brushing my hair is like a tedious job that i have to force myself to do and i believe in thorough brushing really because you have to get 
right into it when you have really long hair, you know, you have to just get every single strand of hair and get every single tangle out. So I don't know, things are becoming more and more very simple everyday stuff. Um, I've always had uh, 2020 vision, but recently, thanks to the light issues, you know, the low, extra low voltages in Pakistan and the sudden high voltages and the unstable currents, it's, uh, I've been exposed to bad lighting for so long, I think it's finally affected me because I cannot even put a thread in a needle, believe it or not, this is something I just used to do. And and I think it's also to do with uh, working so much on your laptop. Yeah, I'm sure that has a huge factor playing into it as well. Because all our work is now, um, you know, based um, on using you know, mobiles and uh, laptops. And it, it really affects our eyesight at one point, whether we like to acknowledge it or not. And it affects our fingers I don't know if carpal tunnel is the only problem here because my, literally it's as if I've got arthritis on my fingers. It's It can be very hard sometimes. As I said, I can't even hold a pen or a pencil now properly. It's like I can't even sign my name, to be honest. So, yeah, back to uh, languages. Yeah, I've, I've you know, um, I can speak uh, pure British and then I can speak colonial and then I can speak pure American. And then there's the, you know, the Pakistani English, which is basically uh, neutral English. It has no real accent, unlike Indian English, which is very heavily accented. Generally, Pakistan, especially if you speak to people from the areas of Punjab and the northern areas, um, the English is very neutral, so... And the new generation, their English is more Americanized, accent-wise, and generally. So, uh, there's that. But it's it's weird. It's really weird. Um, when I am in Britain, I speak pure British. When I am conversing with American friends, I speak pure American. And then when I am uh, here on my podcast, you must have noticed I tend to mix it all up. Sometimes you'll hear the inflections of, uh, you know, colonial English, sometimes of, you know, British English and sometimes American. And it's just weird. It's just a weird hodgepodge. But I think it really comes with the territory. And also, as I said, because when you're constantly switching from language to language and each language has its own particular accent. For example, Urdu. Urdu generally is a neutralized um, uh, language, as in you don't have an accent. I think that is why uh, Pakistanis, when they speak English, they have a neutralized accent because Urdu in itself is a very neutralized uh, language, accent-wise. Obviously, there are dialects, so like when you go to Karachi, and that is why the people of Karachi, even when they speak English, you f- find that hint, that inf- that inflection, that you know, accent, because the way they speak Urdu is also with an accent. But normally, Urdu in itself has a neutral accent. But then when you hop from Urdu to Punjabi, uh, Punjabi has uh, its own particular way, its own particular dialect and accent. And then if you hop to, for example, if you're from KPK and you hop to Pashto, 
you know and then that's a completely different uh, way of speaking if you go to hindko um it's a completely different accent it's a very sweet, sweet soft almost sing song um actually the sing song uh, accent is more saraiki now saraiki is very very close to punjabi you could call it the cousin of punjabi um so people from punjab can actually understand uh, a bit of what anybody is speaking in saraiki but it's actually a completely different language it's like um it's like creole you know when you speak french you know french and then you listen to creole and you're like hang on i know some of these words but i don't know what this person's saying really but sometimes i do know what this person's saying so it's it's just like that so the difference between french and creole is basically the same as in between punjabi and uh, saraiki um then there's kashmiri the kashmiri language is completely different so i mean each each language because you remember pakistan india and bangla uh, not bangladesh but pakistan and india these are countries of uh, multi ethnicities you can say so these are multi ethnic countries that's why we were referred to as the subcontinent we're we're like a continent within a continent because of all the different races all the different castes all the different ethnicities um so even today in india and pakistan you find that uh so that is why you know uh, for example if you go way up north and you go to naran kagan and if you go to kalash you know completely different culture completely different race uh, in kalash and completely different um you know ethnicity whatever you like to call it even different religions so you know there there is that um so i think it it kind of affects at one point it will affect you um for a long time actually it never really affected me i could balance each and every um language perfectly um on its own both dialect wise accent wise and as was well uh, you know not letting one uh language supersede the other but i guess i don't know it's uh, again as basically maybe because i don't talk too much nowadays except when i'm teaching or when i'm working with something to do with languages or when i'm writing so you know whenever you kind of don't practice so much then i think that's when these things start getting more prominent uh they have this you know way of seeping into your conversations when you do start talking um although although to be uh, fair when i do talk with people i actually uh, still maintain uh th- that you know that when i speak in urdu it will be in urdu unless i shift to english and if i shift to english it will be completely in english so i do not mix words within sentences that is something that i have still maintained when i speak a sentence i try to speak it completely in that language in fact i don't really need to try so much it it is thankfully that is how it is when i speak in a particular language i speak in that particular language completely and when i switch to another language then i switch to that language and complete a whole sentence in that language without breaking into a third language but um you know but when you're thinking it's different because when you're thinking you know it's just fluid and then you just transition from language to language to language to language and dialect to accent to dialect to accent <laughs> it's weird and obviously when i'm podcasting when i'm podcasting then seriously um 
all the different uh, variations of English that I am a native speaker of and that I am native to. <laughs> one, at one point you will see them all just, you know, sort of mixy, matchy, matchy, mixy. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I also actually utilized that um, in my The Mist series. And The Mist series, I kind of did that and I noticed that it actually worked to... Um, to the benefit and to my favor as well because um, over there too I was uh, basically juggling from character to character Pakistani based character uh, a character that is based internationally or in foreign countries a character that is completely American a character that is now um, you know exposed to Europe or Britain so you know how they change their dialects and their conversations and you know um, keeping in mind the region that they're currently residing in. So you, you can see that, you can see that, that uh, obvious shift of accent or the type of English that is spoken between the American characters and the non-American characters or the British characters and the non-British characters. So that was kind of fun. That was, that is why, you know, I've uh, mentioned it in the summary or the pitch that the, or the storyline, you can say, about the book, that it is um, written in at least three different dialects or three different, you know, kinds of English. So that is what I mean. The narrative continues in the main dialect uh, with a few shifts here and there. But the characters, that is where you mainly concentrate on the shift in, you know, so you have the American English and then the British English and then the, you know, colonial English and then, you know, and so it shifts from person to person the way they speak. So that was that was uh, very much to an advantage. And I think the readers would enjoy that, um, especially readers who have been exposed to, to all the various English uh, dialects as well, you know, and the modern uh, generation as well as in our generation and the generation after us who are more exposed to universality, the universe, the universal factor, you know, when it comes to um, understanding different ways uh, of communication used in all the different countries. So yeah, so I was wondering if anybody is going through the same thing where they find themselves um, that they no longer have a set accent anymore because they have lived for too long in different countries that speak the same language in, in different dialects and in different accents that you end up having a sort of a mix. And it's kind of, I think it's, it's kind of um, normal because I remember there's a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, and he um, had... A slightly strange Urdu accent. So basically, he had very good Urdu, but every now and then you would feel that slight inflection here and there. And uh, he himself acknowledged it because he, he used to say that, you know, I have a true Pakistani accent, which meant that because his father was, I think, in the army, was it? I forgot. So, you know, he moved a lot from one city to another all over Pakistan. So he used to say that I've got the Pakistani accent. So I've got the accents of all the places and all the regions and all the cities of Pakistan that have, you know, merged into this one 
way in which I speak Urdu. <laughs> and and I understood him perfectly because, you know, I had the same thing, you know, happening with me with my English, where if I'm speaking generally, then, you know, I've I've got this mixed accent where it's all over. I mean, from all over the different, you know, regions. And then, but when I'm speaking, as I said, when I'm when I'm in Britain, then I speak British, pure British. And when I'm with the Americans, then I speak pure American. And then when I'm with Pakistanis, then I speak your neutral Pakistani accent. Um, so yeah, tell me, tell me if any of you have faced that or are facing that. And you know, and if if maybe some of you are actually um, facing one language accent uh, sort of dominating your native language, for example, at some points. Uh, for example, when you speak French, it's a completely different accent, isn't it? Uh, and a different way of, of pronouncing things and enunciations are different as well. And it's very closer to Asian languages or Persian and other languages. So it's easy for us, I guess, to sort of, you know, grasp it. But uh, for the English-speaking countries, it's difficult, isn't it? And But if you actually are very good with accents and with languages, and then, you know, you're speaking one, uh, one uh, language that has a completely unique accent, and then you shift to your own native tongue, has it ever happened that, you know, it would, you would find yourself speaking in that accent... <laughs> And that foreign accent all of a sudden, and you're like, hang on, I'm a native English speaker. What's going on here? Yeah. Do tell me. Do tell me about it. Uh, you know, um, I, I will be, you know, as always, I will be generating this into a, a listenable video for YouTube. And then you can just, you know, just jot it down in the comment section. You know, tell me what you're thinking. So this is me signing out. And I hope you all have a lovely, lovely weekend. Khuda Hafiz.